I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. All right, well, it's the first day after the worst day. Ooh, good one. <laughs> first day after the worst day is the Bechdel cast. My name's Jamie. My name's Caitlin. And yesterday, we tried to stalk Alfred Molina here, and then... I had a panic attack and Caitlin got scared mm-hmm. and we didn't say hi. Yeah. But today is another day. And that's not to say that we are going to see Alfred Molina today. We're not. Uh, we, we pretty effectively fucking blew that. But <laughs> all I had to say is the first day after the worst day. It's been a real 24 hours. I've actually been reflecting a lot about it. What are you thinking? I had like an hour-long conversation last night with a dear friend about how, you know, I can have something four feet away and still not say Hey, you're my top Google image search. <laughs> I wouldn't know. He's open right with there. That. He's right there. <laughs> if we, if you ever do hey, get a chance to meet Alfred Molina, don't open with that. Hi, I'm a pervert. There, <laughs> I'm very sick in the head, and I love you. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so welcome to the Bechtel cast. What's it about? Right, the portrayal of women in movies, and usually it's not great. Boo. <laughs> that one was for women. Our guest hates women. Um, <laughs> That's my main credit. <laughs> if you're, if you're wondering, <laughs> if you're wondering what it, Bechdel cast, what does that mean? It's inspired by the Bechdel test, which requires huh? that a movie has two characters. They're women. They have names. They talk to each other. Not about a man. About anything else. Too much to ask. <laughs> Too much to ask. Too much. Most of the it's time. It's like a ter- boring. terrorist list of demands. <laughs> <laughs> we need two women. Uh, God. Those women they are going to need talk. names. Not about Ryan Gosling. <laughs> They're... <laughs> got to talk about their dreams. Yeah. Their hey, uh, do you want to be introduced at Oh, all? sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. He hates women. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pro wrestler. <laughs> no, it's me, Hampton. Yeah, well, we, yeah, I was going to do it for you. 
I'm a, I'm a comic. <laughs> I'm a funny guy. I'm not. I, I, I you know. I'm indifferent towards men and women, largely. There's real, really no emotion. Well, either I think way. that that's progressive in its in its own in its own beautiful way. Well, isn't it also the little binary there? I'm saying men and women. My, what about my but you, but indifference? Non-binary so much. <laughs> uh, you might know Hampton from being the voice of Crow on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Hey. Oh my God. Uh, this is the, my fake the new ones. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's good. It's, I love it's it. So good. <laughs> I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a full case of energy drinks oh, of like really like Porsche level You've energy like drinks. You've pounded half of one already. Uh, yeah, it's called Uptime Mental <laughs> Physical Energy Supplement Original Ginseng Jinko Bibloba. Jinko Bibloba. <laughs> it's like the one word. That it's a medicine that helps you remember things well. So clearly it's not fucking working. <laughs> like, or it debilitated my ability to form words. In the of it's it's taking that away from Chico your brain. Chico Dibloba, coenzyme Q10. <clears throat> hey, let's talk about movies. Yeah. Okay. We're here to talk about Blade Runner. Boo. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> right. I actually like it. So, Hampton, tell us about uh, when did you first see this movie? What's your history? Like- it's the best movie ever. Second best movie, Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Boondock Saints, uh, Redux. No, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the movie. It's I, I watched it when I was a teen, and I think I saw the bad version first. And Which was one's like, the bad version? The bad version is the one that has the um, narrator. Where oh, like, oh, I didn't Har- see that Harrison one. Ford hated doing it so much that he uh, he did it badly, like on purpose. He was narrating it? Yeah, oh. he, the f- studio was like, this movie is like unfollowable. So they're kind of like, he d- should do this narration that's always like, my wife used to call me cold fish. Because I was a cold fish in bed. <laughs> but it's like shots of him like looking down a dark alleyway. And it's just like insanely like weird jokes and shit like over oh. it. But it's like, you know, the whole movie is like only works because it's this like neo-noir thing. And I really hold it in the same brain space as like Akira. That's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's like you're the first people who did like dystopian future thing. So it's cool. It's, I don't know. I like it a lot. It's maybe like a once a year kind of watch. Okay, sure. You know, do I you watch, watch it about movies. once a year? Yeah, I watch a lot of movies though. So I mean, that's yeah. like you know, not brag. That. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do for a living? Make fun of bad movies. <laughs> Jamie, when did you first see it? This morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I got home. Uh, I lost the perfect my, time. I lost my keys. I lost. Oh, here's a, here's a dystopian novel in itself. I got home. I lost my key. My my roommate had to let me in. <laughs> I got in a world <laughs> I got into where the shower. The keys are slowly disappearing. It turned out <laughs> I haven't had a shower curtain in months. Where's the shower curtain? <laughs> so what I do is I place my laptop on my sink so I can half watch a movie while also showering. For the whole shower, I thought Harrison Ford was Liam Neeson. <laughs> And then, (laughs) what? So I came. He was doing. I think that Harrison Ford. Okay, I would make the argument Harrison Ford doing a bad job is about equivalent to Liam Neeson doing a good job. Liam Neeson is. I have a very special set of skills to find my wife. And Harrison Ford is like, my wife. If you don't, if you don't bring back my wife, I'm gonna lose it. (laughs) Wow, I am good at voices. Guys, hire me more. I'm fucking unemployed. (laughs) Give Hampton a job. Give me a job, Hollywood. Yeah. So, did you ever see it? 
I have seen the movie, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what shitty boyfriend made you watch it? Um, <laughs> no, I just watched it on my own volition. I was like, I'm a, f- a freshman in college, and I'm a film major, and I gotta watch oh, this you were? movie. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it like I a- have two degrees. I have a master's degree Jesus in screenwriting from Boston University. I just think college is kind of a waste, so that's a fun degree. You know, that sounds like yeah. a good use of your time. Yeah. I had a great time. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I saw it for the first time in college, and then I've seen it now probably four or five times since then. How? <laughs> so you like it. No. <laughs> I don't. I've seen it so many times. There, I don't understand. This This movie stinks. All right, guys. we got to take a hot break here. Okay. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why, why, do you li- why do you like this movie? What, is, what about it is fun for you? What is fun for it? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Maybe other than I just stylistically like that sort of thing. I like right. sci-fi. I like weird dystopian tales about the future. And so also, do I. And also, like, I like uh, movies that are kind of about identity, even if it's kind of lame. That's the one thing is, like, I do realize a lot of my tastes are really, like, childish. It's like, I still read comic books. Like, I'm a complete, you know, like, idiot about, about things I like. <laughs> but, I mean, it's also, like, can't you just like shitty things? Yes. <laughs> like, what's so wrong with liking, you know, pop, oh, I pop like music all kinds or something? Of you know? bad stuff. Yeah, exactly. But the reason, so I, I think I liked this movie the first time I saw it, or I think I was just influenced by knowing that it's, you know, one of the best sci-fi movies ever made, and I was supposed to like it, so I was confused. I was 18, I didn't know any better, and then I watched it again, I was like, wait a minute, I don't. Like drugs. I think I like <laughs> like, I just, I fell in this world. I was peer pressured. Was a party. I was peer pressured to the Lady Blade Runner. Like we were all supposed to be doing it. You're sitting in a circle of, like, college freshmen, and they're all passing around the DVD for Blade Runner. You're like, I guess I'll take it. That is actually <laughs> extremely accurate. Like, that's exactly why I've seen Boondock Saints, Don- Donnie Darko. <laughs> Donnie Darko! All these movies that are the exact same, like, hmm. terrible movie. Donnie. But they're good, but they're bad. It's also, like, look at most movies. They're awful. Oh, sure. <laughs> they're bad. So if anybody, like, even kind of went to art school, I'm like, all right, here we go. Something a little bit little bit. Better. I appreciate Blade Runner for its it has great production design. I think that's one of the reasons that it's become such an iconic movie. And yeah. I enjoy the world building. I don't think the story is executed very well. And mm. I, like, I don't feel anything. Like, the movie does not elicit any emotions in me. I don't care if... It's boring. If Deckard wins and kills all the... Th- also... That's interesting. I like, can see that. The, the replicants were slaves. No wonder they're going to fucking kill everybody. <laughs> I got like, like, these guys suck. I'm kind of Dear on their Philip side. Dear Philip K. Dick. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, that's just robots in general, right? Like, why, why, why are we making robots? It's every, like, Elon Musk is like, stop. This is going to kill everyone. Elon yeah. Like, all scientists are like, AI will eventually replace us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like and this thing we should totally be then swimming we can just, back from, not, but like, it's so, going it, forward. Yeah, we're still at the point where, like, we could just stop. Well, yeah, why, you, why not? Yeah. To keep well, I don't know. The computers, they're just so smart. They're computers. <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw, might have hit the point of no dumber. return. I don't know. <laughs> I saw a car last night and it looked like a shark. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's so, like... Uh, do you feel like there's movies, though, that talk about stuff um, like... No. uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Consciousness or like, you know, if a soul is real or something. You know, kind of like in that vein that isn't sci-fi, like... I feel like um, these are the only movies that address deeper largely, concerns, yeah. you know? And I, I like sci-fi a lot. <laughs> There's no, it's, like, 
movie that's like a rom com. It's like he doesn't have a soul, <laughs> and she is a robot. <laughs> but it is them, they'll well, kill everyone. <laughs> I generally like sci fi a lot. It's uh, one of my favorite genres. But uh, you know this what's movie, good? Gattaca. Ja- I like Gattaca. Okay, I like Gattaca a lot. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. No way, uh, sci-fi. Cool. No way, cool. No way, cool. <laughs> You guys should like hang out and be friends. Do you want to come on my movie podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I think... um, Like, it's also, like, beautiful, the thing with, like, Blade Runner. I don't know. Like, you could argue it's lame, sure. Like, as a lot of things I like that I find beautiful, I'm like, well, you could also call this (laughs) stupid. But, like, you know, it's like uh, the soliloquies, you know, like the shots. Like, more effort, I feel, applied than a lot of movies, you know? But I will, I, what yeah. I do, it's not like a self-conscious movie, and that's always kind of nice to see where it's like not, there's no like sarcasm exercise, like everything is very genuinely <laughs> felt, even when it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, they feel it, they go through it all the way, like, so So that's kind of like nice to so see of. Do you feel like um, that relationship between the him and the robot girl oh and my everything. God. I mean, it's all very odd, right? Because it's so it's I, so immediate. Like it's like they have no relationship. And then, and then they're then suddenly kissing. they're fucking. Yeah. And then yeah, 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 at the end he's like, Do you love me? I love Her. you, even though we met fucking yesterday. Do you want to be my wife? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get abducted, I'm sure. It's just like in Men in Black where uh, Will Smith gets to take over Men in Black on his second day on yeah. the job. You're <laughs> just like, okay, cool. Now he's the boss. And that's just how this movie works. There, I mean, It's exactly like Men in Black. And there's... I love Men in Black. I the bl- who is Harrison Ford the Blade Runner? Is he the one running with the blade? They all they they're, were bla- like, they're blade running. They're running blades across the borders. They're a bunch of they got, they're running blades. Bunch of I was waiting for that phrase to be used. I was like, I was you like run the blade <laughs> before the blade runs you, dog. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, did you ever get into that whole thing where it's like um, he's a robot? You know, like. He's, he's, I thought they, about that. He's I'm, a robot, and that's like why everything's happening kind of the way it is. Is I that think, why Harrison Ford's doing so much bad acting in this movie? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, he was like, well, the character's a robot. And then when they added the voiceover, that's why he got so mad. He was like, oh. you're making this guy like opposite of why I signed on board. Well, we know now. <laughs> Harrison least. Ford's cool. He smokes pot. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's really proud of his pot smoking. <laughs> well, at least now we know that he can't be a replicant because he is in this sequel that's right? coming out and that's he's an old man. Stupid. And we learn I'm from so mad. The, uh, the replicants only live for four years. <laughs> so, he, so he definitely wasn't a robot. But then they find out that there was more money to be made. Right. <laughs> like, that's just their whole reason. They, it's like, yes, we did say that, but it says well, here. That, it but it turns a lot out of money. there's an asterisk. <laughs> if we can make money 40 years from now, it really doesn't we're matter. We're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, to me, there were opportunities for like reveals and like exciting hmm. story components that just doesn't happen in this movie. This, the movie is very slow moving to first, me. The first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, um, yeah if there was the reveal at the end that that Harrison Ford was also a replicant like I'd be like wow I don't know what's that scene where they got the little origami it's like the unicorn yeah Yeah. it's there it's because it's like that was in his dream so the guy wouldn't have known anyway this is literally how guys get like so into like movies and get online and we're just like oh and that fucking unicorn (laughs) if you spot it that's how you know he was being incepted 
I didn't realize that that it was, was his what fucking talisman, dude. Yeah. Look at the spinning top. It kind of wavers at the end of Inception. <laughs> That's how you know his family's still alive. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot for not knowing this thing I just found out about. <laughs> That's probably why I, guys like it so much because it's such a great movie to shame other guys. To explain things yeah, to yeah, people. To, uh, yeah. Explaining things to mm-hmm. people. It's like literally like this orgasmic release at the back of our heads. <laughs> 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 explaining something? <laughs> well. <laughs> Or even the perception of explaining I, something. Yeah, well. I think it's the female equivalent of like when you like you know get closure. <laughs> when we get closure, yeah, you get is, closure on something. Oh, but but one is you can just do. Just, just <laughs> it's hard to pull off. It's, it's hard yeah. to pull off a good explanation as a guy. Let me <laughs> yeah. tell you why. It's <laughs> Okay. I'm internally bleeding. Hey, how about I do the... <laughs> this movie was written by two people who have fake sounding names. One of whom is named Hampton, Hampton. Fancher. Wait. Hampton Fancher? Hampton? Are you Hampton, Hampton Fancher? Yeah. I've literally ne- like never seen another Hampton. Yeah, Hampton Fancher. <laughs> that's, that's fucking... <laughs> he co-wrote it with All right. David that Webb me, That actually makes Peoples. me feel weird. David Peoples. <laughs> two fake ass sounding names. <laughs> I, I'm a fake ass dude. <laughs> Hey, fake ass dude, real ass butts. <laughs> <laughs> That's my beer slogan. Hampton Fancher <laughs> and David Peoples. <laughs> That's a fake name. David Peoples. And it's adapted from the Philip K. Peoples. Dick book. No, Do androids fake. dream of electric <laughs> sheep? No. No. <laughs> Grow up. Hey, uh, let, I'll do the recap. Okay. Blade Runner is about. Uh, okay, we learn. I'm doing a great job so far. <laughs> So there are these things called replicants. They're robots that these like genetic engineer dudes made to basically be slaves. It's set in 2019, which at the time this movie was made in uh, 82, that was like, wow, so far in the future. Uh, but now we're like, you dumb idiots, you got it all wrong. Yeah. Where's my fuck it robots? It doesn't Where's my fuck robot? We got to warn Blade Runner about Trump. We're going to go back in time. To the future. And also, it doesn't rain in Los Angeles. It's like raining in every single scene in this movie. <laughs> oh, I forgot that it is in oh Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> so there are these replicants, but they basically have this like mutiny and they start murdering people. And Why wouldn't you? Uh, right. I would. <laughs> if I was enslaved, I would also turn into a murderous they robot. They got to call them different things than slaves. See, that's where... They start getting suspicious. <laughs> you start calling them slaves. Hey, wait a minute. You should call them stuff like Uber driver and Postmates. <laughs> you know, not slaves. Right. <laughs> um, they're just freelancers. Just yeah, they're freelance. just... Yeah, they're, 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 they're freelancing as humans. They're, they're interns. They're, they're unpaid interns. interns. Right. Unpaid interns. They're yeah, getting yeah. experience as people and... Uh, it's a four-year th- internship and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> So the replicants are, like, killing everybody, and... Daryl Hannah's there. Daryl Hannah, and then the dude named Roy. Daryl um, Hannah hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just my two cents. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there are these Blade Runners who are police officers who are basically given the instructions to, like, shoot to kill any replicants because they've been made illegal on Earth. So Harrison Ford, a.k.a. Deckard, is one such Blade Runner, and he gets tasked with finding these four replicants who show up. They're like, kill kill them. Um, <laughs> just like that. Yeah, it's dude. not an exciting movie. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. He's over there. He's right next to you. Dude, just touch him. He's right there. Get him. Hey. And meanwhile, he meets with this dude, Terrell, 
from the Terrell Corporation who <laughs> invented the replicants. And he has a replicant of his own. And her name is Rachel. And he's like, ooh, who's this Rachel person? Is she a person? Is she a replicant? you that Rachel was going to be a droid. So that, <laughs> yeah, I got the Rachel. It's where my brain got put in a robot's body. Oh, the haircut, but it's that. Yeah. And Harrison it. Ford like talks me through foreplay that he wants. Mm. Say, Harrison, you're really cute. Harrison, you're really cute. Okay, now say, Harrison, you got good body. You got good abs. <laughs> okay. Harrison. <laughs> okay, now put your mouth on my mouth. I'm very sensitive about my hips. <laughs> I actually thought my Harrison Ford impression was uh, way better. Way better. <laughs> Showing. I think you're tied. Tied for first. I'm not even going to try mine because it'll, it'll frankly embarrass both of you, but... Take a sip of uptime. You're <laughs> it literally makes you good at impressions. <laughs> it makes you Jay Farrow. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Okay, so Rachel's all like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm a. I, I guess I'm a replicant." She didn't. She didn't know who she was at first, and then she finds out that she's a replicant. So she's all, she's confused. You she's fucking bastards! She's you crying lied. up there. Mm, she, yeah, she's crying up there. She's um, crying up there. She's, li- she's lying up there, and then she's crying up there. Meanwhile, <laughs> the other the replicants, the four who are on Earth, are trying to, especially Roy and Pris, are trying to uh, locate. Tyrell, because they're, they're like what? he can locate, Ooh. locate Lynn. What? Wow. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to find him because they think he's going to be able to help them live longer. Because again, they only live for four years, and they're like at the end of their lifespan. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> Who dares to love forever? Aristotle's crying right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Queen song, and it's all about like, why would you? Anyway, let's. Uh, Wait, what's it about? It's about living forever, like because you, you wrote it for Highlander. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like this super emotional song about being an immortal. What a weird paycheck. <laughs> ah, the, be- <laughs> the best paycheck. <laughs> So, oh, and then, like, Rachel's learning about, like, memories being implanted in her, and it's a whole thing, and then he's, like, falling in love with her, and he's trying to kill the other replicants, and then he sort of, he kills a couple of them, (laughs) (laughs) he kills Zora and Pris. The protagonist of this movie shoots two of the main. It's he yeah, shoots two women. And it's kind of yeah. like carte blanche. Like you're just allowed to shoot them. Yeah, the street. There could be a crowd full of people, crowd and of people. they're too dangerous. Right. It's it's totally very odd. And, and he's to- and it's totally fine because uh, they're not wearing a lot of clothes. <laughs> so they're gonna look great going down. Oh yeah. man, he's like Freddy Krueger. Like this dude's just Dara- trying to ice all the sexy chicks, dude. Stop it. Let them Pr- live. Chris's death was genuinely like. <laughs> Come on, she was. She was cool. Very hot, you know. She's was like flipping a around, sexualized. He shoots her mid flip. It's like in a. She's go- flipping. It's like in go- Goldeneye when Xenia on the top and Goldeneye <laughs> kills men with her vagina. Yeah, it was the the deaths were too sexy. Yeah, <laughs> sexy. I got deaths. turned on too much. I was upset. 
I had to leave the theater, horny, mad. <laughs> I demanded a refund. Excuse me? I wasn't betting on being excuse horny me. at this excuse film. Me. That, excuse me, sir. <laughs> that movie turned me on. <laughs> I would like a cash refund. <laughs> Uh, and then the big climactic <laughs> scene is Roy, the bad, the big bad Roy replicant, Batty boy, uh, and Harrison the, the Ford duchy. fight the duchy with the frosty tips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just bleach Pass blonde. The duchy. Hair. <laughs> Pass the duchy to the left hand side. He he's so cool, man. He's a he's Rucker Howard. Have you seen him in the Hitch, the Hitcher? No. In Hitch? <laughs> Hitch is the sequ- Hitch? is the prequel to the Hitcher. <laughs> the Hitcher's really scary, fun. So, so Wrecker Hauer has his own AIDS awareness organization. Amazing. But it's funny because it's called the Rutger Hauer Starfish Association. Ooh. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Shouldn't he call no. it Chocolate Starfish <laughs> Association? He gets a uh, fucking limp biscuit <laughs> to perform all the benefits. <laughs> he's in, why don't I? Because he looks so familiar to me, but he's kind of just like, I mean, I, I thought I he was Ed Harris for the longest time. What? Just the like I thought fuck? Harrison Ford <laughs> was Liam Neeson. He looks like Ed Harris. That is so racist against straight white men. <laughs> <laughs> I am so goddamn turned on and mad right now. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So they have the big fight scene at the end. And uh, rather than Harrison Ford defeating Roy, who is like losing the battle, like Deckard is like shitty at fighting. He keeps pausing to give <laughs> soliloquies. <laughs> I punch you, but have uh, you ever seen the fires of Orion? <laughs> uh, Roy just dies of old age, and then <laughs> that, that is pretty funny. Mm. He basically does a yeah, power down. So then Deckard goes to Rachel, his new girlfriend, who he met yesterday, and he's like, "I know that you're a replicant robot, but let's just run away together, and maybe I'm also a replicant. I don't know." <laughs> Cue running off into the sunset. Why you gotta go and make things so complicated? <laughs> I mean, like, it's just a happy, happy romance. Yeah, it's a, she a, loves him. a love story for the ages. Yeah, Blood tight Ryan. movie. Tight Blood. movie if you're me. Mm-hmm. Bad movie if you're if Caitlin you're and Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the how the women are portrayed in it. So we have three Poor main lady. female characters. <sighs> Yeah, None of them are human. There are no human women in this okay. movie sorry. who have speaking <laughs> roles. <laughs> it is, whew, it's yeah. not good. So the first one we meet is Rachel, and right, she's the good know. replicant. She's not like the other replicants. She's, oh, she's nice, but she's also she's a bit of a she's a bit of femme fatale mm-hmm. replicant. Like what? And she she she's a crier, so it's like oh we like her, but. Do we? I, I love it when women cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a stereotype, guys. That's what for. <laughs> they love seeing a woman cry, and they were like, "Cool." That's what Hampton has to leave like the movie theater and say he's too turned on. Excuse and he me, cash excuse me, sir, sir. That movie just made me crazy horny. <laughs> that chick was crying. I want to have a relationship with the person on the screen. <laughs> so Rachel, she's she's a. Robot, but then she has the memories of the guy who loses his eyeballs as niece. Right, Tyrell's niece. So they implant her with these memories, so she thinks she's human. Also, So they administer these tests to figure out if someone's a replicant or what not. Because Voigtkampf. That's the name of the test. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's cool. like basically okay. just like asking all these questions that will 
see if it'll elicit some sort of emotional response in the replicants because basically the movie sets up that the replicants are pretty much indistinguishable from humans except that their emotional intelligence isn't uh, <laughs> they have autism <laughs> <laughs> and they only live for four years <laughs> that plus you can just watch them keel over in the streets because they're dying from bad, they're bad. <laughs> because they, they gave a speech that was too long <laughs> I also but you almost like gotta give respect to the movie that like it's not just like a thing he scans people with, like, oh, they're they're a robot. Go get them. It's like he has to give them this personality test. He has to yeah. sit people down and they talk gotta do to the Myers Briggs. Yeah. Are you introverted or extroverted? I think that's <laughs> introverted. You're a fucking replicate, you freak. I think they're making a point about like nuance of personality or something. You know, at one point, will we even give a fuck? You know, you could talk to a robot that like just replicates, you know, human empathy. And right. then you're like, you're my new best friend. Well, Honestly, but isn't it the, I love yeah. you. you. You're so there for me. And like, you know. Is it the Turing test that it's like, is this robot? Yeah, yeah, right. That's what that is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did this movie invent it? No. But even, <laughs> <laughs> but even this test, there's one where, there's Turing one where invented he's like. Turing invented he had autism. Or he had Asperger's or did something he? crazy. Oh, really? I think so, right? He's the guy that invented the mm. Enigma machine. There's, but boy, in this I'm, one, boy, I'm an idiot. They ask Rachel a question. They they sort of ask her like about her sexuality, at one point. Oh. Where it's just like that was the first of them. Like, oh, and she's a whether she's human or not. They're like, well, who do you fuck? Like, we're <laughs> like, just curious. Who do you fuck? Immediately, what you doing with that ass? What do you? <laughs> it doesn't matter if the ass is sentient or not. Sentient ass, gentlemen. <laughs> we've invented it. Sentient ass. <laughs> For years, the women have played men, but imagine a sentient ass. <laughs> Something that has feelings that a man needs, and it's a giant ass. <laughs> this is my favorite improv group that I go and see. <laughs> right, so, yeah, that, that scene is like... Is, um, is this testing whether I'm a replicant or a lesbian? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. So there's a corny line. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so. such a, oh, am I a lesbian? It's such a, like, also a throwback to, like... A noir line, like they used mm-hmm. to always do that. Like, don't you got the hearts for me? That yeah, like you have the thing. She should be like leaning in and like pushing her cleavage together. Like, what are you suggesting? Yeah. Right, but uh, <laughs> it's obnoxious as all. Well, the thing with that scene is that you discover that it took like he had to administer the test for like much longer and ask way many more questions than with the other replicants. So there's something about her that like makes her special, and maybe she that's why he loves her. <laughs> She not She's not like the other replicants. That's what you I'm guys saying. can't respect a man's love for <laughs> Absolutely. 100% cannot respect a man's love, period. <laughs> I mock it in the streets. Every it's just day. a goofier love. It's, it's goofy. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. You know how goofy men's love is? It's like, sit down, I wrote a song, and you have to like, listen Ugh, to it. Like, God. it's that level of like creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. It's 77% it's really of a woman's love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if he shows you one shade of that, mm-hmm. of that 50 shades of gray, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to need 23% more so, wait, than what are, I'm being given. I, I've, there's three women in this movie. I'm almost blown away because I almost right. don't even think about the, the replicants. To me, they're just like an obstacle. Well, I think that's that happening. that's intentionally done. Yeah, I mean, Rachel's the only female character that we're supposed to feel anything for. Right, because yeah. uh, Zora is the, like, snake lady. She's <laughs> an exotic dancer of some sort, I think. She has one good line where... Yet she's a robot who could, like, be a construction worker and just, like, 
build buildings with her bare hands, but she's like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> she's also a robot. It probably has like insane like brain capacity. She's still like, you know what? She could have really been a woman is. in STEM. <laughs> yeah. She could have been a woman in STEM. I think she was empowered by Amber Rose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's not. <laughs> she learned that somehow being a stripper is the most feminist thing you could do. Mm-hmm. It's very empowering. <laughs> Everyone's being empowered. I love empowered. the part where he's like, is that a real Men, snake? Women. And she's like, no. I, I can't afford <laughs> like, one. Wait a second. I can't oh, afford I What is it? Actually, what am I? What's that snake? It looks like a real snake. One it's a replicant snake. In uh, Blade Runner is when really? Deckard finds that like scale. Like, yeah. It's, it's just like all of a sudden, it's like the worst detective work. He's like, here it is, the clue. Like, <laughs> right. right here where it should be. Like he finds it creepily It took me forever to piece right together. Because then he clue. goes and like, he goes to the snake man. He's like, it's, who you're selling your snakes to? And then I was like, what's happening? And then yeah, classic yeah. Detective he line. talks to that other dude in the bar and he's what's like... What's with that snake? And he's like <laughs> pointing at his dick. Like, Show me that snake. <laughs> no it's funny. What, <laughs> it's a comedy. No matter what year Harrison Ford's talking, he sounds very old. Yeah. He is great. He's always got the... He's had a dad bod since he was 15 years old. He's... Yeah. A, Indiana Jones basically had dad bod. Oh, for sure. No, he's a crummy no actor. He's a crummy actor. No, he's not. Oh, he's perfect. Crummy. I don't know. Oh, when God. was uh, he's, he doesn't have any? When's he good? He's like when is he not himself? You know. Oh well, that's well. He, that's a good sure. Point. He doesn't have a lot that's of a like point. versatility. Right. He doesn't have a range. But you're like, oh, when it's is, the when guy. Is Steve I love Buscemi Harrison not himself. Ford. Not just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got good abilities. If we're talking about that's Alfred Molina. He disappears Harrison. into the role. Oh, sure. Well, the Alfred Molina of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Alfred Molina of The Da Vinci Code 2006. <laughs> two very different Alfred Molinas. Alfred Molina. You try and throw him a whip in 2016, he won't accept it. No, he's like, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? <laughs> People give him robot tentacles. And he's like, uh, did you see <laughs> Spider-Man 2 2004? <laughs> I'm the Rain Man of Alfred Molina Max. <laughs> yeah. A point I would like to make is that we see again and again in movies that there's often a scene where a man has to save a woman. A woman when is a in peril. Aristotle's literally standing and applauding. <laughs> a very intense moment for everyone. <laughs> We're not going to be able to release this episode because you've some. Oh my god. <gasps> because you've, you're putting serious. Sirius here as a guest. <laughs> You're singing so many copyrighted nah, songs. Nah, but it's fine because I'm doing it my oh. bad version, so oh, it doesn't okay. matter. And I'm doing it under like eight seconds. Oh. <laughs> Is there, are those the rules? <laughs> yeah, you knew the law. <laughs> I know the law. I know the law. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> women are often, women be in peril in movies. Women be damsel, they, baby. They need, they need saving, and <laughs> it's a very annoying How trope that I hate. How unlike real life. <laughs> I get saved at least once a day. <laughs> so it's a very annoying trope that I hate. We don't see it in this movie. Instead, we see a woman saving a man or a, a woman robot. That's true. When Again, because there are no women humans. Woman. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's the scene where um, Leon, the fourth replicant who we haven't mentioned yet, he's like fighting with Deckard and about to kill him by pushing his thumbs into his eyes. Or that's Classic. the how you kill Classic. people if you're a robot. <laughs> I liked that part. <laughs> uh, and he's about to, so he's about to like uh, eye smush him. And then eye kiss. he that's gets what they call it. <laughs> kissing someone's eyes, <laughs> push him in. Uh, but then he like. Get shot in the head and reveal that it's Rachel, 
picked up his gun. All right. So Rachel, Rachel saves, Rachel saves uh, Deckard from getting dead. I like that this movie subverts that very annoying trope. But there's so much that it does. Like there, sure, every female character in this movie either exists to be a foil to a man or to. I feel like Rachel's whole reason for existing in the movie is to facilitate the growth of Harrison Ford's character. Like that's why sure. she's there to change his attitude about Moreau Watson. Mm. Maybe they're not so bad. And like that's. Ugh. Well, the thing is, he doesn't even seem to hate replicants that much. He doesn't even know anything about them in the first scene when the dude's explaining to them. He's like, yeah, they only live for four years. Yeah, like, are like, you oh, bad at your job? What he you didn't. He's he doesn't like, doesn't I'm probably one of them. them. Yeah. Whatever. Don't, don't Where's think about it. Where's your blade, dog? Where's your blade? <laughs> he takes out rollerblades. <laughs> He's just like, He's I'm a robot. <laughs> but I like, Pris was my favorite. I mean. Little Daryl Hannah Goff. Yeah. She has probably the most agency, or she's right. she's active. I, she tricks the dude Sebastian into like, oh man, that guy though with his weird like. Ha. He, my boy says ha. I'm 25, and you're like, no, but he you're has like not. a he has a disease where he ate his like right. aging is accelerating. That dude is so awesome. He's like, I'm 25, but I look like shit. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I'm a peanut farmer, but I also make robots. Okay, I make friends. I would I would do that if I was the guy who could do that and make those mm-hmm. easy. If there's anyone in the movie that I could realistically see myself with, it was him. I don't like it when they're full adult size, but when they're tiny <laughs> and they're like cartoon characters, that's pretty great. They're little baby baby, <laughs> baby clowns. Yeah, they look like baby clowns. Check out my baby clowns. Yeah. All they have to do is like get bonked on the head and fall down every now and then. It's not like you know, it's not like grueling work. They're goofballs. <laughs> But Pris, I mean, she, I mean, you can see both ways of like, she has the most agency, but you could also be like, oh, they made a little cunning witch female character. Yeah. I like cunning witches. She's another femme fatale. (laughs) Witches of Eastwick. I love it. All cunning witches. I'd like to pay for two tickets because I love Practical magic. It's all cunning witches. (laughs) (laughs) Mystic pizza, cunning witches. (laughs) Uh, So those are the three Pris, Mm -hmm. Zora, and and Rachel. Rachel. What kind of a character would you have liked to have seen? Put in this. I mean, any human women. Why couldn't one okay. of the other Blade Runners well, be like a Deckard, woman? Deckard's mom, right? <laughs> sure, his, his girlfriend. Should it? But like, how removed should it be from him? Like, um, partner or like, love interest or? I mean, person? it didn't. You don't need to necessarily add someone new to the story that like wouldn't make sense for the story. But just like, he could have been his police chief. Who's yeah, like, the chief. Deckard, I need fucking results. It could have been be cool. Edward James Olmos. Put on your blades. Put yeah. on your Where are your blades? blades? Where, Where are your, your blades? blades? <laughs> She's just mad about things he forgot to bring <laughs> to make her character. Where are your blades? Why aren't you running? <laughs> She's just nagging. What's, you her, what's your problem? Oh yeah, and, and we need a naggy woman in here. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. there is um, <laughs> the, the woman in the. She like looks at the snake scale. He thinks it's like mm-hmm. a fit, and she's like, "Oh no!" So there's a, there's another woman with a speaking role. I forgot about. Oh yeah, her. <laughs> but um, she's like secretly, "I love you, Deckard." <laughs> well, and also <laughs> like, a little bur- <laughs> like Rachel, and forgive me if I missed a part when I was taking a shower and really not watching the movie at all. Uh, <laughs> but it was on. Uh, it was, but there's like uh, Rachel, like Harrison Ford and Rachel. They both sort of have like these identity issues, right? But like Rachel. What's the resolution there where she's like, oh, I guess I have the memories of the eyeball guy's niece. Yeah. And I'm sad about that. But then there's no, like, where does that arc land? They're going to go on the run. Right. 
to they're, they're, go- they're on the lam now. Now they know they're robots, and they're like to figure like to figure it out. Uh, I don't know. Like that that was the <laughs> end of where her character thing. ended was like oh there was no like she was truly they were like here's a shell of a woman. <laughs> Force her to say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That scene. Let's talk about that. Let's scene. talk about that scene because that was like, oof, oh god. Yikes. So the okay. scene where she's back at his apartment, she's playing piano. He goes in to kiss her. Oh, very Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you play piano. Y'all play piano. <laughs> He's all swooning over her piano playing. He moves in to kiss her. She pulls away, gets up, tries to leave. He slams yeah, the door wrong. shut. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Look how he's, awesome he's being. He's like shooting robots for you. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a pretty cool devil's advocate in the room right now. Yeah. <laughs> so he slams the door shut so that she can't leave. He violently pushes her against the wall and then like yeah. put, corners her, puts his arms up so she can't move. She's crying. He's like, kiss me. Say, <laughs> say you want me to kiss you. Say kiss right. me. And she's like, I kiss me. He's like, say you want me. I want you. Say it again. Say it's huge. It is, I think, meant to be. <laughs> I think it's meant to be hot. Like hot, but it hot. is so rapey. So Excuse me. To watch. I, that movie oh, God, just turned horrible. me on. <laughs> he just kissed that woman who loves him. <laughs> she doesn't. Well, that's okay. That's, that is pretty insane. And then the, the three female characters, speaking to the fact that there's no human women, all three female characters were uh, invented by men. Right. I was like, oh, how hard is this movie thinking about itself? Answer, I don't think very hard. But I, there was like a 10-minute span where I'm like, maybe what Ridley Scott's trying to say is that men created these women, and that's why the female characters are so horrible, because it's just the man's perception of what a woman should be doing, blah, blah, blah. And then I like was like, oh, no, it's just bad. <laughs> this is just how... You're giving it too much credit. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just bad, badly written female characters. Right. Uh, but the, the escape and how... Because I always try to like... I'm getting ready for this podcast. I'm like, how would an asshole explain away the point I'm about to make? And I think it would be that it's like, well, the the women were created by men, and so uh, the men don't understand women, so they just made women that made sense to them. So women that uh, wanted to get naked and fuck them. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was the. Uh, <laughs> that's a funny. That's yeah. real de- devil's advocate to the nth degree there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know that. I don't think they were thinking very hard about. No. It. Yeah. I think on. Well, my my thing is honestly, I just think you know, movies really didn't think about this till about ten years ago. Hampton Fancher <laughs> was not thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, like it, it was and it wasn't, but like. I'd say this, yeah, just hasn't been applied. Yet. Philip K. Dick was certainly not thinking about. Yeah, no. <laughs> when, in any when way, was shape he or writing form. that book? It was probably like 1960. Ooh, it had to have been the 60s. Yeah, I can't 68. remember exactly. Yeah, 68. He wrote. So they so set that's up why this... it's badly made. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Those are glaring problems that it's like now if you couldn't get away with it. Right. Well, I'm interested to you see know. if in the in this sequel that's coming Ryan out yeah. if, if, if there are more interesting us. or developed female characters cuz yeah, like the love story me? that's set up between Harrison Ford's character and Rachel is like why do they like each other? This happens all the time in movies where it's yeah. like, we're not sure why. They're near each other and they're both attractive. So naturally, they're gonna want to fuck and be together forever. But like, also, she'll why? do whatever he tells her to do. <laughs> it's so, like, that whole scene was like, oh, so that's why he likes her. Because he's like, hey, say this thing to me that makes me feel cute. <laughs> I'm feeling really so sensitive conscious. about my hips. Make me feel cute. 
<laughs> Why the hips? <laughs> I got wide hips. <laughs> He's a curvy man. A curve. I got dumb, thick butt, though. <laughs> uh, one thing I do like about the movie is that you do see Deckard's ass get kicked by two women because yeah, Zora so and Pris. Both yeah. beat the shit out That's of That's like him. the most progressive thing you could do with a woman. <laughs> is have, have her, her murder a, a man. <laughs> Doesn't that immediately make it ultra feminist in a movie? This is how Caitlin and I spend our nights. Right. <laughs> just hunting. That was cool. The Pris fight scene uh, was really weird because she basically like gets him in a headlock with her vagina. Love that. <laughs> like, what a weird way to fight oh, someone. Oh, have you guys never... Kegled someone's time. fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> Pure decapitation, Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> That's and then I mean, oh, she's I also love that they did that in Golden Eye. Also, she puts her fingers up his nose. That's a great way to hurt someone. <laughs> <laughs> Your nose is like so and sensitive. Just, and like experience. humiliate them at the same time. <laughs> the only thing I learned about self defense, I learned from Miss Congeniality, two thousand. <laughs> What'd you learn? Uh, there's a part where Sandra Bullock says you have to remember to sing solar plexus instep nose groin and those are the places that you hit people and then mm. they, and then they stay away from you yeah anyways how was that a song it's something <laughs> and then there's plexus. a whole me- and then benjamin bratt breaks out into song and it's a great movie <laughs> Speaking. Is that is that movie good <laughs> is that movie is fucking tight is that, that movie better than uh, blade runner tight. <laughs> Oh, 100%. 100%. Miss Congeniality 2, maybe not as good as Blade Runner. Well, speaking of other movies and and other cop movies specifically, I wanted to make the point that so many cop movies revolve around a male protagonist being the cop or like two men cop buddies. Maybe a white hip. There are so (laughs) white hip who are sensitive about their body. Um, (laughs) It's so rare that you see a female cop protagonist in a movie. Uh, I made a list of man cop movies uh and it's long get ready <laughs> every all, yeah most every. of the cop I mean, movies <laughs> die hard the departed seven beverly hills cop lethal weapon serpico chinatown dirty harry <gasps> la confidential the french connection bad boys 48 hours point break the untouchables training day super troopers robocop men in black speed mad max hot fuzz 21 jump cop street rock? kiss kiss bang bang <laughs> many 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 more cop rock cop rock cop rock cop rock cop rock Copper. A few exceptions. <laughs> Fargo. Oh, hey. Oh. Good one. Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. Oh, wow. Almost all good movies. No, that movie's transphobic. Uh, yeah, that is. True. Yeah. Uh, another exception, The the Heat. The, uh, um, that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah. It was... Maybe, and then sorry. Miss Congeniality. Watch Miss Congeniality instead. Great female cop oh, movie. Oh, forget that's mm. a cop movie. She, it's, She's FBI. Honestly, yeah. Miss Congeniality is an amazing movie. Michael Caine shines in that movie. Yeah. He's great. Where's your Michael Caine impression? I was like, Hampton? do I do a Michael Caine? <laughs> it seemed you ob- have it seemed it. obnoxious. You have it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame now. If I got like a Michael Caine inside of me right now. <laughs> mm, I've heard better. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> a, it wasn't in me. I didn't really want it. But anyway, so most cop movies are male dominated. I wonder if I that mean, has anything to do with the cops mostly being men. It could be, but. Are cops mostly men because women don't see representation in media of women being cops? So they're like, oh, it would be weird for me to try to be a cop because I guess women can't be cops because I've seen all these movies where it's all men being cops. Systemic. See, uh, I I, I just finished season three of Fargo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did it make you want to fight crime? 
It made me want to move to the Midwest and become a cop and become troubled with the state of is justice possible to require action. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing is like every cop movie I see, I'm like, now I want to fight crime. (laughs) Yeah. Like it does totally empower me. But like when you saw Fargo, did it make you go like, fuck yeah. I want to fucking bust no, a I've, case. I've never. I want to find a body. I want to find murders. <laughs> I don't think so. Although when I I did see Harriet the Spy as a young kid, <laughs> Ooh, and I really wanted to be a yeah. spy. Now being a spy Spying is cool, rules. and that should be women. Because <laughs> it's all <laughs> about so seduction and intrigue. Because that's kind of happening with uh, the new Jennifer Lawrence movie that's coming out. Which one? Which one? Uh, it's like. A spy movie. She's a, a spy. It's it's mm. only been teased, kind of what it is, and then immediately people are like, "Why are women always portrayed as spies? <laughs> it's like, is it because we're sneaky?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds not fair <laughs> <laughs> on many levels." Dude, Harry the Spy is a dope movie. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, I haven't seen Nancy it. Drew. Detective. Oh yeah, I wanted to be Nancy Drew real bad. Yeah, not Emma Roberts, Nancy Drew. Hot, big titty, fifteen-year-old illustrated Nancy Drew. Sentient ass Nancy Drew. <laughs> My mom like made me read those books. She's like, "You gotta They're read Nancy so Drew." Good. Oh yeah. And then, well, there's those books are nice. so because Nancy has Ned, Ned Nickerson, her boyfriend, who's a hottie and stays out of the way, which Speaking is great. Of big names. <laughs> Ned, uh, Ned Nickerson is is hot and stays out of the way. It's like okay, that's what we're gonna go for in the future. And then she has her two cousins, or no, her two friends who are cousins, one of whom is not the star of the book because she's five pounds overweight. They say that in every book. They say, wow. Beth was about five pounds That's more than re- she needed to be. Five. Always five. That is remarkably mean. Always five. Heinous. <laughs> and, then, heinous. and then there's George, who oh is a, who's a lesbian, but they say she's a bit of a tomboy. Mm. <laughs> it's someone who's five pounds too heavy and a bit of a tomboy, and that's but why they Nancy, can't be the star. She's of a perfect ten. She's a fucking <laughs> she's strawberry a child blonde. Ten. She's got a beta cuck waiting yeah. for her. <laughs> How old is she supposed to be in the book? Fifteen. <laughs> but that's old enough solving? to start solving crimes. Yeah, no, I know. She well, she does it in a cute little skirt, and she has a rowboat. It's a whole thing. Um, does anyone have anything else they want to say about Blade Runner and its portrayal of women? Boo. Bad. <laughs> Boo. Good. Bad. Let's talk about whether or not the movie passes the Bechtel test. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just ran it through the Bechtel testimeter. <laughs> no. This is our Void Kampf test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you were to sit Ridley Scott down and ask him kind of a Voight comp oh, on this, what would you ask him? That is a quick that is a quick thing I wanted to bring up is this is a Ridley Scott movie and Ridley Scott is all over the board, like truly A to Z in how he treats women in his movies because he fucking directed Thelma and Louise. He directed Alien, like two movies we've done on this podcast yes. that are the, like uh, nature. I mean, Thelma and Louise fared very well. We gave it a five nipple rating across the board. <laughs> we did. But we I, did. Th- I thought Alien. it was always a, pro- a problem that it's like women are always portrayed as like indestructible badasses also, you know? I mean, like, Thelma and Louise are yeah. indestructible. <laughs> but they also die. I was more thinking about Ripley. To like, me, that's always oh, the Because well, it's like, I love Alien and yeah. Aliens and stuff. Because well, he, like, he has Alien, Thelma and Louise, G.I. Jane, 
Whoa, mm-hmm. G.I. Jane? G.I. Jane? I've never actually seen that. <laughs> it so passes the back Dumb as shit. Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> but, it, but it is supposed to be like, oh, it's a, you know, whatever. It's right. inherently dumb because they call her G.I. Jane and she's joining the Navy SEALs, which is not <laughs> really? G.I. <laughs> General Infantry. <laughs> but, then he's, but then he's also directed a slew of movies, Blade Runner, Gladiator, Kingdom of Heaven, Matchstick Men. Like all, so he's all over the board in all terms of how team. he yeah. treats Well, I would movies. argue that the writer of a movie is going to have more say in how a woman is portrayed than the director. I mean, the director can sure. make different choices, but it's ultimately the way a woman is portrayed, at least in terms of like how active of a role she plays in the story and things like that, is going to be up to the writer. Right. So, I mean, you know, the, the director also, might make decisions on like how you frame it and like how like yeah, yeah. how little clothing she has on and like do we do like lingering shots of like male gaze kind of stuff. But I think it's but, so weird that you know three <laughs> years previous to this he makes Alien and then he's like, but we've got to have a twenty-year-old Daryl Hannah flailing with her tits out <laughs> for a good thirty seconds before we allow the protagonist to shoot, shoot her, her. Yeah. like that in the it's, baby maker. <laughs> Doesn't he like shoot her right like, in the gut? Like it's yeah, a very like like he really oh, oh yeah. So yeah. it's just it, it's like a wound shot it's it like seriously weird. like it's sexual i think that the real the <laughs> i'm telling you like, like that's probably thought about <laughs> i'm telling you that's why i love blade runner <laughs> to explain it to people i oh, know i'm telling you man. so i think we can Didn't really you like feel weird when you saw that <laughs> so we can really blame hampton fancher yeah for, i blame right, hampton for always yeah, blame hampton. Hampton. the best guess for this <laughs> actually you're in the hot seat but uh, but it's just weird to think about like ridley scott's what's that word with too many vowels oeuvre oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place <laughs> yeah good good point yeah oh that's well all. that was my I, I think he's like one of those super like visual directors as a been thinking a bit about like directors recently where I'm like well some seem like super hands on with actors or like you know that's where they start and because that's their background he just seems like art school visual guy so I mm-hmm. always think he's it's almost like he's not trying to empower Ripley or, or, or do you know something with Thelma and Louise he's just like this is a beautiful story here's how it is shot and uh, I am removed back I, I want you yeah. to see this you know this painting sort of mm-hmm. thing and he's not thinking about the relationships so much. I guess that would enable such a wide kinds of different stories that he tells. Yeah, because it's like if he had some sort of like specific agenda, the way some directors do, I feel like you wouldn't see that many different. Movies. Right. Yeah. Because he's an an auteur, but not necessarily <laughs> like. Oh, here I am on the women's movement making a bunch of great. <laughs> My name is Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> My girlfriend's twenty seven. <laughs> Wait, how old's he? He's forty nine. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's not that's great. Too mu- that's, that's too much. That's not great. I mean, that's yeah. too much. He wears dumb hats, <laughs> <laughs> and I can beat him in a fight. And, <laughs> and make him watch Requiem for a Dream. Ass ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, back to the Bechdel test. So <laughs> doesn't pass. It left. doesn't doesn't pass. Doesn't pass. There are no <laughs> scenes in the movie where there are even two women in the same scene who are. Like how have speaking roles like Zora and Pris are never in the same scene, which is weird because like they all those four knew each other: Leon, Roy, Pris, right. and Zora, and they regularly come into contact with the male characters, right? 
but the two women <laughs> don't ever talk to each other. And then Rachel never talks to either of them. I wonder if in any of the seven fucking versions of this movie, two women talk to each other. Guarantee they don't. No. Right. Oh, that's the it's, other thing. That's actually Deckard's like, narration. He's like, I, I imagine them having conversations. <laughs> They're probably boring, and we won't show them. <laughs> <laughs> probably talking about yeah, what would they, what? they could have had a conversation between the two robots Anything. just about being... Yeah, like the robot experience. Kind of like the whole point of the movie, basically. Like, mm. why can't they have a discussion about, like, their loss of soul or, you know, no, this no, illusion no, 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 of personality no, no. sort of thing? I mean, that would have been interesting. That would like, take oh, a, no, I don't want to die in four years. Yeah. Do they get their period, do you think? You got to program in a period. <laughs> <laughs> why would you make a robot woman without... How are going to control them? <laughs> control their blood. But yeah, there are a bunch of different versions of this movie. I watched um, mm. the Final Cut one most recently. I don't know how it's different from any of the other ones. I watched right. the easiest one to steal over the World Wide Web. <laughs> I don't know, whatever the first one was. But there's also the director's cut, the U.S. theatrical cut, the international cut, and something called the work print. They're all, they're all, the, they're all the same. It's that for the one with narration. Okay, like I would they, like to see the narration. That's just about making money. Like they just re-release it oh. every now and then. We're like the editor's final. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it we cut out one scene. Joey's now it's a cut. new movie. <laughs> yeah. This is how Joey no, would like it's to like see literally it the same movie. Mm, okay, good to know. So yeah, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No, no. surprise there. Um, and we send the it hitch- to the. The thing <laughs> is, it also sucks as a movie. It's not, <laughs> it's not, well, with that, it's let's not rate even, it. But okay. we'll rate it on our our nipple scale, based on its portrayal of women. So not how much you like the movie. We're rating it on how it portrays women, uh, and it's a scale of zero to five nipples. And then you can attribute those nipples to anyone you want, or describe them, or anything like describe, that. Yes. I give um, them two, two inverted nipples. Okay, nice. <laughs> because. <laughs> That's the definition of it's a woman reverse. Like they didn't understand it, and uh, that's what happened sure. with this movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why I go for that artistic uh, rating. A moment of silence for that very dope rating. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, uh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to be silent um, for the moment of silence. I would give it, yeah, like a one and a half or two <laughs> nipples. Um, mm. I'm gonna go with a one and a half. The women you do see on screen, none of them are human. Most of them are bad. And it's fine to have a female villain, but they're all so poorly developed that we don't really know anything about what their feelings are, what their perspective is, or anything like that. We see one's nipples for pretty much no reason. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, I got horny during that movie. <laughs> and then, and then, pan back in, like cut to from nipples back to snake. Back to <laughs> yeah. back to snake. It's like, wait, yeah. what is he implying here? <laughs> oh, I get it, snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Someone allowed it. Oh, the movie. I get it. He's got a garbage bag full of popcorn. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I'll talk my dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that the love story between Deckard and Rachel like makes no sense. We're not sure why they like each other. Uh, and yeah, generally, just the the female characters exist to what you were saying either either like be a foil to the men to specifically Deckard or be a random love interest that doesn't make any sense. Right. So yeah, uh, one and a half nipples. The nipples belong to the the owl in the movie, and I know that... Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so I know How that... How many nipples do birds have, Caitlin? So 
generally, you know how many nipples everyone has. Generally, birds <laughs> don't have hard. any nipples. However, yeah, I think no milk, right? I think we can all agree. They just vomit on each other. <laughs> <laughs> They're like weird bukkake birds. <laughs> bukkake birdies. Bukkake birdies. <laughs> I think we can all agree that owls are hot. Cats. <laughs> Especially because they've cats. always graduated. So you're like, dude's smart. He's gotten education. No, owls are uh, sky cats. They're cats with wings. Ooh. And cats do have eight nipples. This has been Cat Facts with Caitlin. Oh, uh, good. But Man. so we see the owl, the, the replicant owl, and uh-huh. so the nipples belong to to that uh, owl. <laughs> 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 Ooh. I give this movie one nipple. It sucks. I don't like it. If if you got a problem with it, hey, bring your hardcover uh, <laughs> Philip K. Dick anthology and beat me to death over the head. I don't care. This movie blows. There, there there's all the characters were like just there's nothing there's nothing there. This movie made me had to take a shower midway through. <laughs> That's how bad it was. I thought this movie had Liam Neeson in it. It was so bad. <laughs> I clearly watched it with 100 percent of my patience. In the morning, I couldn't. Do right it. I, I could not do it. I could not like this movie. Oh god! It. I don't. I didn't like. I'll throw another nipple it. to the owl. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now it's got a full set. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um. Uh, well, thank you so much, Hampton, for being here. Yeah, Hampton Fancher, was it? it? Yeah, Hampton Yant, stand-up comedian, ribald raconteur. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people follow you on Twitter? Twitter would be my my favorite. Okay. Hampton Yant. Great. At Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Dot com. Dot com. Uh, you can follow the Bechtelcast at Bechtelcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can go to our Facebook page, and you can also go to our website, Bechtelcast.com. And there, you there's a link that you can give us money. Money. <laughs> we need your money. Need your money. <laughs> You guys need a slightly better pitch. Whining, Daddy, I want money. We are hungry. We want your money. We have some production costs, that, and we would love your help. So if you want us to keep doing this podcast, you any any number money. of monies, any any value, any denomination, you can give us. We've gotten Rubles. Australian dollars, yen. We've gotten British Aus- pounds. Pals. People have given us euros. Yes. Keep them coming. Our bank is furious. <laughs> um, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Thanks for the money, guys. It's good. Thank you. We love it. And uh, and let's all get on our blades and go out running. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.